threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Mmm. Hey guys, subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. It sound like all those youngsters on YouTube. I know. It, yeah. We're Hit subscribe. <laughs> Hit subscribe. Like they're eating they do? the mic. Yeah. Uh, My kids listen and watch too many of those. Do so. they? But hey. I don't get to see those as much. Yeah. Well, you're, be glad. Uh, it's mostly Taylor Swift in my house that I have to deal with. <laughs> that's, yeah, maybe yeah. That's not bad. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, Cam, what yeah. do we got today, man? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> we have a pretty cool little question and, well, not question and answer, sorry. No. Um, no. We're doing some, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> it's got question and answer up there. So we talked uh-huh. with Toolman Tim. That's right. We've talked with him before. Um, this guy has experienced life, man. Mm-hmm. He has, yeah. um, taking normal jobs just like every one of us and then started from scratch scratched moved away from home uh, where he grew up and started uh different businesses the dude knows a lot about um surviving off the grid he Mm -hmm. you know talks about generators on his podcast he Mm -hmm. talks about um like tools and different things that can kind of just help you through every day um, we thought we'd spend some time asking him some questions, and mm-hmm. so I think you guys will enjoy. Absolutely, he had yeah. The dude, the dude really does have some different um, takes on things that I don't think I've heard from other. And he's Canadian, preppers. that's why probably. I think so. It's a yeah. whole different freaking world up there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you guys are doing up there in Canada, but it's different. Yeah, you know, it's just different. It's just weird. Man. It's, yeah, it's just weird. Lots of comedians and that's um, true, huh? Lots of hockey. Yeah, hockey. Gravy on your fries. Yep. Uh, before we get to that, though, guys, I got to tell you about Rhino Ready. Pre-kitted bug-out bags are usually ill-equipped one-stop shops that lack the attention to detail of a custom loadout. Not the case over at Rhino Ready, the truest purveyors of kick-ass survival packs and gear badassery. Their founder, Michael, spent years designing a modular bug-out bag that combined critical survival supplies with performant performance build quality after launching on kickstarter it took many sleepless nights tinkering on weight and distribution prototype testing and in-person manufacturer visits to bring their products to life they sell an absolute beast of a pack called the companion which you can get fully kitted or you can just build out the pack however you see fit with your own gear it's a rad bag so whether it's to supplement your existing setup or a gift for a friend or a loved one you cannot go wrong with rhino ready go to their website rhinoready.com you're going to enter our code cam that's cam and kobe are the best should be easy to remember really easy you're already thinking it because it's something you're thinking all the time Right, right. Like, you're thinking about it right now. I am. Yeah, your wife is. My wife yep. is. When I'm heading back to the house, I'm always like, "Chemical, we're the best." They are the best. Yeah. There's like, <laughs> how do you deny that? So that's going to be the code when you're over at RhinoReady.com, and that's R-I-N-O Ready.com. You're going to get a hundred dollars off kitted companions. That's freaking insane. That's a hundred bucks, Cameron, along with twenty five percent off everything else in the store, plus free shipping to anywhere in the USA. Sorry, Tim, not to the not to the Canada's. <laughs> All right. So uh, go to rhinoready.com. Use our code. What's the code, Cam? 
Uh, Do you remember? Kobe are the best. Kim and Kobe are the best. Uh, hundred bucks off. So that's that's exciting. Thank you, Ryan, already for making this possible. Mm. And here is our good friend, Tool Man Tim. Cameron, uh, we are so freaking excited because we got a, a a good buddy of ours from yeah. from up north. Yep, right, the northern yeah. country of Canada. Yeah, that's right, man. We got Tool Man Tim. Welcome to the show, man. Appreciate you coming on. Hey, is the uh, the signal coming through? It's all coming on Carrier Pigeon, straight from yeah. the North Pole down. So <laughs> yeah, we had some a rough go getting you on here, and I think it's because it hit the border and there's, there's customs a, and yeah, all. Yeah, you I had to know. go through that. Translating yeah. from uh, mm-hmm. American to Kanakistan, it's tough, man. I'm telling you, it's I run into it all tough. the time. <laughs> yeah, good no, to have we, you. Good to be we, here. Yes, we appreciate you coming on. Um, so there's probably a lot of our listeners who don't know who you are. So please give them a quick rundown of you, what you do, and how you got into all the fun stuff that you do up there in Canada. Sure. Well, I'm Toolman Tim, so that should cover everything. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, um, so, yeah, my wife and I, and, well, we have five kids, three of whom are adults and moved out at this point. But we're from Canada, obviously, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Times are tough up here. You know, we, we, we have to deal with uh, Justin Trudeau and the whole works. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah. <laughs> we, many, many years ago when we first got married, we were very much, you know, broke as a joke, didn't have, you know, two pennies to rub together. And so we didn't call it prepping at that time. We just called it surviving, right? Yeah. And we'd have things like the toilet paper closet where the entire closet would be full of 32 packs of Walmart toilet paper because Ooh. we always wanted to make sure that the kids would have that, you know? Yeah. And uh, we'd always, you know, stock up the shelves. We, When we first got married, we were homesteading a little bit with chickens and eggs and goats. The whole works, you know. Mm-hmm. But for us, where we grew up, I grew up on the East Coast, Nova Scotia, and in a, you know, a community that wasn't super rich, super well-to-do. And you just, it was just a way of life. You just learned how to get by. So we learned mm-hmm. how to squeeze pennies. And part of that was things like if I needed a new whippersnipper, it wasn't new. I got it out of the dumpster from the hardware store where I worked. I learned how to rebuild a carburetor. You know, we wanted new windows in the house we eventually bought. Well, guess what? I had to do that. If we wanted siding on the house a few years ago, I had to do that. And that was okay. I just, I always say that abject poverty is a really good motivator. Mm-hmm. And that's really what got us into prepping. And then it just sort of built over time. We realized, hey, you know what? Just a few jars of pickles in a cabinet, not enough to survive the apocalypse. As much as I might have thought it was, you know, I was thinking <laughs> yeah. three jars of strawberry jelly, so there was that. But yeah, so we would just kind of continued on, continued on. We moved 10 years ago. I hopped on a plane with less than zero money in my pocket to go to Alberta. Oh. Got a job working in the oil patch and moved the entire family out here. A year later, the entire economy collapsed. And so we were like, oh, we're going to tuck tail. Nope. So we started into the entrepreneurial route. And so for me, one of the big pillars of preparedness is entrepreneurship. And that has, I mean, yeah, I want to make it sound like it was this real smooth transition. Mm -hmm. But I started my business and a year in, I gave up and went back working for the man because I just wasn't making enough money. And I just didn't quite know what I was doing. And then gradually started building up some, uh, I used to do everything like picking up dog poo, you know, washing windows, whatever needed to be done. I was the jack of all trades. Got into property management. And now almost a decade later, uh, we've got uh, four successful businesses that we've built off of, you know, many other preppers that I've listened to and learned from. I've kind of taken those. And now 
for the last four years, I've been running Toolman Tim's workshop, hopefully sharing that with other people. I go around and speak at events down in the States. I'm going to be at Prepper Camp in Saluda, um, Self-Reliance Festival in Camden, and the Midwest Preparedness Project in Kansas this year. So that's where nice. I'm at. Man, that's, yeah. So cool. Lots yeah. of lots of experiences. I mean, we talk yeah. about the personal apocalypse. You're like the, you know, spokesperson for that, of like going <laughs> yeah. through like how it is, um, the things you run into in life and have to work around. So, and you know what? I mean, to be absolutely honest and fair too, a lot of those were our own doing, you know, mo- most of <laughs> a lot of what we end up doing in our lives is, uh, mm-hmm. self-inflicted, right? Yeah. Sure. And you, eventually, and I don't know, we, we've talked about it many times, what the switch was that flicked to change our mind. And I think a lot of it was hopping on that plane and moving, you know, yeah. 5,000 kilometers or 3,500 miles in freedom units to mm-hmm. a whole different world <laughs> with a different mindset. And it kind of shakes you up conversion. and gets you going, you know? Yeah. How many five, five, six is that on end <laughs> to end? I don't even know. It's a long ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like one of the things that I always love seeing some of your videos and stuff on Instagram or wherever it is, it's tools. Um, I'm not the guy who knows the most about tools. So I love seeing a guy who, who understands all that stuff. Um, and, and I think it's really important, like you said, to be, you know, self-sufficient, to be able to fix the things you need to fix, especially in maybe in some sort of an SHTF scenario. It's not like I can call Toolman Tim and have him come over, pick up my dog poop. I need to be able to do that myself, right? Whatever tools <laughs> need to be done. I, I, I need that. So could you please tell us, um, You've reviewed and, and talked about so many tools over the years. Can you give us a few that you would recommend to every prepper out there? So um, a, a prepper out there is trying to to build up their tools supply or, or whatever it is. What are a few that you would say, you've got to have this? Absolutely. Yeah, I would. So for those who don't know how these interviews work, you know, when you come on to prestigious uh, late night talk shows like Casual <laughs> Preppers, yeah. you get warmed up and they give you your questions ahead of time. So I, I made a list in case anybody wanted to know, because Beautiful. if I didn't, you would ask me and I would have three. And then mm-hmm. for the next four days, I'd think, oh, my goodness, oh, yep. I should have mentioned this. I should, you know exactly. what I mean? So, <laughs> we do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm a yellow and black guy. I love DeWalt. Mm-hmm. And so... It, but I'm also, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of standardizing on a single battery platform. Mm-hmm. So whatever platform you have, get yourself one of those inflation stations. That, I've given a couple of those away at events and everybody absolutely loves them. But mm. they will blow up, you know, on a five amp hour battery, three or four full-size truck tires. Ah, no, I should say about three full-size truck tires with one of those. Wow. They're fast. Mm-hmm. They're fairly compact, but uh, they're built like, yeah, I mean, you could run it over with a tank. So... You always think, oh, I don't know if I need an inflator. You need an inflator, trust me. Yeah. How often, yeah. right? Everybody yeah. says, learn how to plug a tire yourself. Well, that's all good and well, but what, do you, what can you, you're not going to blow it up with your lips, right? Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's so true. such a simple one that I love. Another one, so I do a presentation called Repairedness, the art of home maintenance when help isn't uh-huh. around the corner. I like that. And I'm, I'm doing that at uh, Prepper Camp this year. And one of my big recommendations is shark bite fittings. You guys ever use those? No, I haven't. Yeah, okay. I have. Okay, so if you go into your basement and you see a little pinhole leak and water just spraying everywhere, mm-hmm. you can cut that out if it's copper or plastic. And these yeah. shark bite fittings are brass with springs and rubbers on them, and they just pop, pop, and they're done. So oh. even I can use them. They're that simple. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah. say even Cam and Colby, but you guys are, yeah, yeah, you know how it is, so. No, yeah. I don't know how it is. That's the whole thing. I've never used one of those. Uh, we were, we were uh, yeah, we finished our basement and I was, yeah, 
somebody had told me about those and I was pretty amazed. I'm like, holy crap, like genius design just yeah. makes thing, makes repair of something like that so much easier. And they're not cheap. You wouldn't want to plumb your they're whole not. house. They're not. That them. is, that was, was yeah. going to, the only thing I was going to say is like, they're a little more pricey, but for the, for the time that it takes to fix something, mm-hmm. it's worth it. Oh, and you just think what it costs. I mean, say a Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, Super Bowl yeah, yeah, Sunday. That's exactly what would happen. You know, a big leak in your basement. What's it going to cost to get a plumber to, you know, pry him away from the TV and his beer on a Sunday, right? So, yeah. Yeah, it's worth having. Uh, nice. Wago nuts. If you've ever, do you ever do any electrical work? A little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, them stupid little twist on yes. that, yeah. And if you don't hold them right or if they have, like, if you got stranded and they fall apart, right? Because mm-hmm. anyway. These are these little squares. They have little orange tabs. Stick the wire in, snap it down, and you're done. Oh, and, wow. uh, I've seen those. A little I, more money, uh-huh. but I use them for everything now. And huh. you can get little little packs of 30 or 40 on Amazon, and they, you put two, three, or four wires all in at once, done, and you can actually hang a little light fixture off it. I wouldn't recommend it, but they're sturdy. Wow. Gosh dang it. I, should, I, like, I just had crawled up into my attic, and it's like 150 degrees up there. And I was trying to line the wires up, you know, because I, I, we wired a light into the bathroom up there. And, um, man, I wish I would have done this one week earlier because <laughs> I, I almost died up there. I know. It's okay. I promise, you know. Yeah. Um, another one, first alert fire spray. I love mm. this stuff. You ever seen that before? I have seen that. Did we get that in some? I don't know if we've gotten that one specifically, but I have seen the, the fire spray stuff. So, you know, everybody says you need to have a fire extinguisher around, right? Mm-hmm. Most yeah. people go out and buy one big, you know, 30 or $40, whatever it is, or maybe an expensive one. And then you put it somewhere and you think, where should it be? Uh, I'm not really sure. I'll, I'll pick a spot. And then you forget where it is or it's never where you need it. I like this stuff. It's in Canada. It's like I don't know, a little less than 20 a can. Mm-hmm. You buy it. It, I think it's got a five-year shelf life. We've used it a ton for flare-ups on the barbecue, things like that. Oh, yeah. But what I like about it is you can buy four or five of them and keep them everywhere. You know, one under the kitchen sink, one by yeah. the barbecue, one by that the furnace. That makes more sense, yeah. Because I, you know, and I've had a couple of guys who balk at it and they're like, it's not a real fire extinguisher. Yes, but having five of those around the house is better yeah. than one fire extinguisher that you don't know how to use or you don't know where it is or it hasn't been tested since, exactly. you know, bell bottoms were in style the first time. So this, um, is this the one that's not like a, a spraying powder everywhere, right? It's, um, it's different, correct? It is. It's, um, it's a liquid. It cleans up. Yeah. Well, it basically evaporates. Yeah. And between you, well, no, it is. It's uh, food safe too. So mm-hmm. one time I sprayed it on a really good steak and I took the chance and ate the steak anyway. It was good. <laughs> and you're still here. Uh, well, <laughs> I've eaten you ever had. Years, so. Yeah, that's the thing that's cool about them is you're not making this gigantic mess. Anytime you pull out one of those other, you know, big red fire extinguishers, it is a mess. Yeah. And, and those are less messy, which is pretty cool. 100%. Yeah. I think, like you said, too, it's hard to, like, find a place to put one of those. Mm-hmm. The fire extinguisher, it's like, I'll put it on the middle of the dining table and, like, put flowers around <laughs> yeah. it. Because there's really not a good place for it. And it, yeah. um, one of those little ones, I swear I have one, though, that we got We've got somebody. a couple. I don't know what's that exact brand. Yeah, but maybe but we have similar, similar, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes There's another sense. brand. It's a blue can. Same stuff. I, mm-hmm. I did a video when my girls were 10. Mm-hmm. And I set a fire in the backyard. Don't recommend this. And yeah. I had them both put it out. I'm like, here you go. What is this? And it's spray. And they they put it out just like that. So it works yeah, that's beautifully. Great. Having them learn how to do something like that. Do you want another one? Yeah, absolutely. Bring right. it on. 
Okay, uh, Klein Voltage Tester Pen. So uh, this oh, thing yeah, is, yeah. oh, that, so <laughs> I'm almost afraid to admit this, but for many <laughs> years, <laughs> when I'd go to do electrical, I'd play the game where I'd flick the breaker. Is it on? Is it off? I don't know. Exactly. Then you go, you'd, yeah, touch it with a something that's a little conductive. It sparks, so I better go back and get the other one, right? So this change, I mean, just to eliminate all the guesswork out of electrical, and everybody says, you know, always make sure and still still touch it with something to ground it but mm-hmm. that thing is wonderful it's like 30 bucks you point it at a wire it beeps if it's live it doesn't mm-hmm. beep if it's dead you plug it into a socket it beeps same thing i mean yeah how, it makes sense yeah one of the most important things the, the number one rule of survival is don't end up dead right so if yeah. you end up dead you've you've broke that so one of those is great and uh pro tip label your uh, electrical panel mm-hmm. i was like 18 months living in our house before we did it. Yeah. But, you know, if you've got a little fire or you got something going on and you need to turn something off in a hurry, you, yeah. You need make to know sure which you one you're turning sure. off. Yeah, it just makes Instead it. Instead of this click, 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 then walk upstairs in the dark. We've all been there. Yep. I think we've all been there. That's awesome. I got the Go V temperature sensors. These are little white boxes. And they're not technically made for way below freezing temperatures, but I've tested them for three years now in my deep freezes mm-hmm. and they run on Wi-Fi. So I could flick on right now and check the temperature in all three of my deep freezes at home. Oh, and oh, uh, that is they're a good 35 idea. a piece American and they hook up, like I said, through Wi-Fi and you can just log in and check your sensors anytime. And it keeps a running total of the temperatures. So you never, ever have to worry about, um, you know, well, I mean, you still could, but we have a lot of meat. You know, we buy a side of meat yeah. every yep. year. That's a huge investment. You want to make sure you protect it. Did yeah. we? Did you? Um, so, yeah, this summer yes. that actually happened to us. My kids um, kicked the plug out, didn't know, and then came back, and all of our freezer meat and frozen pizza and everything was was done for. So, does it alert you? Does it alert you that the temperature, like, does it have a range or something that? Yes, gives it you? can. Okay, so there. I That's love these cool. things and I've used them for years. The problem is, is the app that comes with it is not ideal. <laughs> As you can yeah. imagine, a lot of these imported products have apps that are less than user-friendly. So when I mentioned it's not technically designed for freezing temperatures, it has an alert range above or below, mm-hmm. and it gets really close to the you know your typical cold temperature in a freezer. So I like to use these as a monitor. You can, but you have to go into the calibration and move it a few degrees to make oh, sure that it won't otherwise always, it would go off at a temperature always all the time. at the deep freeze but i love them i for me it's good enough i just you know every couple of days i'll check it because unless your house is complete like unless it's the middle of the absolute summer yeah. even a day will be good you know mm-hmm. i like sweet. that that's a great one i yeah. need to get one of those that's, too so those bad. are all completely different things than i would have thought of i've been like vice grips done <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's nothing awesome. wrong with that, buddy. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah. That that's awesome. Okay, I want I want to move on to the next question. Um we've had some discussions before. We uh we're both we love films. We love movies, right? Yes. Sir. Um yeah. that's something we have in common. We have a question that we ask everybody at the end. We'll get to that, but I want to ask a specific question in the movie genre. What is your favorite like SHTF movie of all time, like apocalyptic, um, that one that, that, you know, maybe it's just the funnest or maybe there's the most lessons from it, whatever it is. What is that and why? In 
my typical fashion. I couldn't give you just one. I had to pick uh, two. Okay. But, All right. That's but good. I will say my wife's here with me. And uh-huh. uh, so you guys, you ever have those, um, they call them the remote drop movie. If, if you're flipping through the channels and mm-hmm. you see a movie you like, it, well, you all, for yeah. her, it's 2012 or mm-hmm. the day after tomorrow. Any of those, is it Roland Emmerich? Is that his name? Yep. Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So any of those, and we've watched them a thousand times, but yeah. my, my two picks first is a 1962 panic at year zero. Oh man. That's a great that? film. I have seen that film. I don't know what that one is. Weirdly yeah. enough. So that's the one where uh, they're like out of town, like camping or something, right? Yes. And then a, a bomb goes off in LA or something, right? A legit nuclear yeah. multiple. I've never heard of that I think one. it's oh. multiple ex- uh, explosions. And it, yes. when you watch it, I mean, you know the term prepper porn? They use yeah. that, oh, right? Yeah. We're, okay, yes. we can use that here. I wasn't doing yeah, so Absolutely. It's, it's the original. I mean, if you mm-hmm. look at that movie, it sets the blueprint for every SHTF book and movie that comes after it. Yeah. You've got a father, he's got his family, the world goes to hell in a handbasket, just like that, mm-hmm. and he has to make that instant decision. Do we roll up and die, or do we go? And he goes to the local grocery store, the local hardware store, stock up on supplies like that, and then they go live in the woods. It's like yeah. every prepper's dream, right? They live in mm-hmm. a cave, they fight off bad guys, uh, I don't want to. Yeah, I shouldn't. Anyway, I'll have to you haven't. I haven't even. How old is the movie? It's from nineteen sixty. It is from the sixties. Oh it's my black gosh. and white, right? Black and white. Yep. It's black and white. And, yeah. um, I've never seen that. Never I can't remember, remember so. the main actors. There's the boy is quite a famous actor, but I can't think of who his name is. Man, I couldn't. Yeah, I, huh, I saw I'm gonna check that out. That sounds pretty sweet. Five or six years ago, I was like, oh man, this is pretty awesome. For I've for watched it like 60s. three times the last couple of years. It. I mean, they even they even start a fire in the interstate so that they can stop traffic to get across. You know, That's it's like right. Yeah, all of the oh tropes gosh. that you see even in like War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff all started back there. Huh. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, and yeah, I'm gonna have to check that one out. Another I've never one seen it. Is Trigger Effect from 1996? I don't have know, you guys seen that seen one? It. No. Okay. The name sounds Got familiar, but I don't think Elizabeth Shue and Kyle MacLachlan in it. And <clears throat> so, yeah, it's good. Now it's all right. I had you, a thing when for you bring Elizabeth it up, Shue I, when I was the younger. reason it's got a soft <laughs> spot in my heart is because that's when we fell in love with movies. Was in the 90s, right? I was you know yeah. 14 and 95, 94, 95. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. He's looking it up as we go. So yeah, I'm looking I don't, it up. I don't recognize it either. No. It's really good. It if you go back and watch it now, it's full of '90s cheese. You know that kind of almost that, yeah, seriously video look. You know how everything in the '90s had a video look to it. Yeah, yeah. And it's really bright because it takes place on a sunny day in the suburbs. The power goes off, radio, TV, phone, everything's dead. And you ever seen the uh, monsters do on Maple Street from uh, Twilight Zone? Where the aliens turn the lights on and off all the time, and if you have, yes, I think so. They all so felt this, the same to me. It's this hard movie to was based on that episode. Oh, okay, and cool. Yeah. So it's basically uh, a husband and a wife with a mm-hmm. kid who has asthma, of all things, of course, because that's become uh, yeah every time. Too. And um, they're they have no idea. And the whole the whole movie, you never know what's going on, why it happened, and it's just these people trying to exist, survive and figure out what the hell happened. And wow. it's got a soft spot because I watched it back. You know, it was one of the very first ones that really got me going. Sure. And uh, it's a it's a deep cut. Not everybody's seen it, and it's worth watching. I'm putting that one on my list because, yeah. yeah, I've never heard of it or seen it. So, yeah, me either. Uh, so yeah, that's a good one. To, you got two to put on your list. Now. I do. I Man, do. That's, that's awesome. a lot of movie watching. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that though. Those are different picks. That's yeah. what that's what I love. I love it. I love yeah. hearing different uh views. I brought my yeah, that's game, very, baby. Very Everything's different. all Nothing. different picks. I'm like, I gotta be odd and weird this time. So that's no, right. that's good. Well, you're American. from Canada, so I understand. Um <laughs> just kidding. Um, so okay, next question. Um you talk a lot about like generators. Um, I've seen some of your videos that talks about that. And I, I often get a question even, um, you know, day to day, some people will ask me like, well, what kind of generator do you recommend? And do you, you know, is there a fuel type that you prefer? So I'm asking you that question. What type of generator, maybe what output would you recommend um, if somebody was looking into buying a generator and do you prefer a fuel type? Sure. Uh, I, I really prefer random number generators, but uh, okay. no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every sure. time, yeah, whenever I, I do keyword research for my YouTube videos, that always comes up. So I was like, yeah, oh, right. Yeah, no. So first off, the gen- the generator you can afford, number mm-hmm. one, is probably the best generator you can get. Great. Because two things. I mean, you don't want to buy junk, but number two, you don't want to put yourself in the poorhouse to buy a generator you can't afford. You know, you get it. I'm sure you guys get it a lot too. Somebody message you and they're they're worried about whatever the latest news story is, and they want to spend everything they have to go be prepared because they're sure the collapse is coming tomorrow, right? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And I'm a big fan of your preps making your life better, no matter what happens, because mm-hmm. up until this point, things have been. I mean, I'm, I don't want to say going good, but we haven't had a collapse yet, right? So yes. what happens we say if you go cash in your, so uh, your retirement that- savings and you've got nothing, right? Exactly. Yeah. So the generator you can afford is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, multi-fuel in my mind is um, where it's at. I mean, I've got a tri-fuel Furman generator. Mm-hmm. So that means propane, natural gas, and gasoline. Propane. Now, if you have any option at all, I would say, yeah, propane and propane accessories. Where are we going to oh, no, do that? No, protein. Protein. That was a, that a fuel was type in we, our- <laughs> we made up a long time ago for some reason. <laughs> it came out weird and we just went with it. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, rest in peace, Dale Gribble as well. Yeah, right? man. So, he died. That's crazy. Yeah, he did. And, uh, yeah, the the first animated prepper, I think. I, yeah. I, I'm gonna miss him, so. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, so Who knows? Multi-fuel for sure. But mm-hmm. if you can... I'm a huge fan of getting uh, locked into natural gas. Now, mm. as soon as I say that, I invariably get somebody on YouTube who says, the Chinese will shut it off or whatever. It ha- you know what I mean? They, they just yeah. pick something and they're like, so I, I mean, all I can do is base it on my life. And mm-hmm. so the last 10 years we've lived in Alberta, we get one or two power outages a year. And in those 10 years, we have never had a, a single natural gas outage. Yes. Realistic. Right, that's Realistic. what I like. Now, I mean, you're using common sense. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, I because try, well, I don't know. You ask my wife; she'll tell you I'm not too common or <laughs> sensible. Because we get the exact same comments. Well, like, well, that's not going to work if it's a worldwide EMP, or you know, yeah, what yeah. if, what if the like, Yellowstone volcano goes out? That's not going to help you. I'm like, I get that, but again, I've been here for 42 years. That's never happened. I'm going off of we've had power outages in the past, and yeah. this is what's worked. So that's what you got to go off of. You know what I mean? It's 100%. just like this common sense that. I mean, we could wake up tomorrow and the sun doesn't come up, but it sure. has for the last 800 billion years or whatever. Exactly. It to be. So yeah. now that doesn't mean, you know, I'm a big fan of two is one, one is none, three is a guarantee. So yeah. I also keep 30 pound tanks of propane because they store really, really well. Mm-hmm. I also keep 12 five gallon gas cans with a, with a number on them, you know, one through 12 for each month of the year. I stabilize them with PRI-G. It's a product that is the best stabilizer on the market. 
Mm-hmm. It's the only one that'll actually bring back old gas to life. So some of that stuff you saw in uh, The Last of Us that was completely unrealistic. Yeah. You could do it if, you know, but. <laughs> so yeah, I would say have some gasoline, have some propane. If you can get logged in, you know, locked into natural gas, wonderful. Mm-hmm. But don't don't let that be your only uh, yeah. resort. Have, you know, and make sure you cycle through those gasoline cans and be careful where you store them. They do swell up. I mean, I keep them in my garage. Some people mm-hmm. say, or garage, you know, whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah I know you were. I, I have to, inter- you know, at some point Google Voice is going to get good enough that we can have conversations between Canadians yeah, yeah. and Americans. And, and this okay. is all digitally translated with AI, so thank you. Yeah. E- perfect, yeah. And one other quick thought. If you don't have a generator and you can't afford to get a generator, or say you're sitting there and you're thinking, the power's out. There's no generators left. Go down to the truck stop and you know where they have all that 12 volt nice stuff that you can buy Mm -hmm. uh, for truckers. Go get yourself a 1500 watt inverter. You can probably get it for $150. Hook it up to the battery in that $50,000 generator you have parked in your driveway, your vehicle. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're, you know, not like um, some people's significant others, uh, the the gas tank should be at least half full because I've heard you guys tell that story before. And I'm not slamming your wives, not at all, because (laughs) we do what we can. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And then you have a plug that will run any single 1500 watt, anything that'll plug into a normal plug at home, Mm. into that. The beauty of that is people say, well, I can't run my fridge, my freezer, and my sump pump. Not at once, but you Mm -hmm. can certainly cycle through, plug your fridge in for an hour, Plug your freezer in for an hour. Plug your pump in for an hour. That's so if awesome. you're in a bad spot, that's a good way to go. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, like you got that. a generator sitting right there, you know, exactly. motor and everything. Good answer. Yeah, I, I like, like that. that. Thank you, sir. Okay. Worked hard on that. Now we are going <laughs> to the two questions that we ask every guest that comes on. Uh, these are the most important questions, so get yourself ready. Uh, yes. I, I want that. you to I'm, really think about I'm sitting. I'll, I'll sit down. Oh, wait, I already am, so we're good. Yeah, there, so. okay. Yeah. Put your shorts on. We're going to do this. Um, what conspiracy theory do you find the most interesting or entertaining and why? Well, again, I picked a couple. So let me give you my okay. uh, my runners-up first. But okay, runners-up. Were you guys ever Art Bell fans back in the 90s? Or I think we've talked a bit about Ish. him before. Yeah, we've. I mean, I've heard it. You know, I, I wasn't like a regular listener or anything. but You know Mel's Hole? Have you ever heard of Mel's Hole? Yes. Yeah, it sounds in, really dirty. <laughs> <laughs> like... That was up in the northwest in the United States, right? Some hole a dude found in his backyard or something. Apparently. And, you know, I'm 99% sure as the episodes went on, it got pretty funny. But my goodness, those first two episodes were almost believable. So (laughs) for those who don't know, it's supposedly a giant hole with no ending that a dude Mm -hmm. found in the backwoods of Idaho, Washington. I don't remember. Somewhere Mm -hmm. in there anyway. And the neighbors would just come by, throw their garbage in, and they threw a dog in, and he came back like Pet cemetery. And apparently, <laughs> eventually, the government took over the land. But uh, if you want to look it up and have a fun time, Mel's Hole is hilarious. Mel's Hole? No, I didn't. Yeah, I've actually talked about that. I've huh? kind of had that on a, a mental list for uh, episodes. Possible episodes. But I just, there's not, a ton, that of, one. There's not yeah. a ton of information, so um, it's... Uh, he supposedly moved to Australia and found a hole there, too, at one point. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the so, other side. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was really quick. I know, man. I know. That's that's why we're professionals over here, man. (laughs) So I was a kid of the 90s, of course, and I grew up watching X-Files. 
And yeah. I used to take out the UFO books from the library all the time. Mm-hmm. But for me, things like uh, Roswell and the Arizona Lights, love them. I'm, so I know it's cliche, but I just, yeah, I, we're going to do an episode this year. Uh, he used to do, Art used to do ghost to ghost episodes where people would call him with paranormal. Mm-hmm. We're going to do one of those this year. Nice. I probably won't call it ghost to ghost because of, you know, copyright. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's, that's funny. I was the same way in, in elementary school. My very first book report was on aliens. Well, I remember I was like in fifth sure. grade. It was on aliens, man. And it's just never left me since. No, it's always been fun. Yeah. And I like the, my yeah, absolute favorite mm-hmm. is one you guys have covered before. I went down a Reddit rabbit hole probably seven years ago. Uh-huh. And I don't know why this one clicked with me like it did. But the Max Hedrum incident yes, is my yeah. all-time friggin' favorite. I so bizarre. It it's so stupid. It's so simple. It makes no sense. I don't know why it's intriguing. I've done an episode on the podcast as well, and it, I would just love to know who it was and yeah. why they did it. That's all. Yeah. It's so stupid, <laughs> yeah. but I just it. It's one of those mental worms that just won't leave you. It's just a beautiful story, man. Yeah. It's like, I, and there probably would never be a why did they do it. They just oh, no. we got in. Exactly. Well, yeah. Mess around. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That really is a great uh, little conspiracy, man. That was a fun episode to do. That was a fun episode. There was yeah. a lot of like cool like hackings of different yeah. um, radio stations and uh-huh. stuff that we went. Did you that guys we talked about with it? Cover the HBO one. I just found out about an uh-huh. HBO one where you did. Okay, yeah. I'll have to go back and re-listen to that episode because that was a good episode. I like. Yeah, there was. That was that was a that, that, yeah, that was fun, man. I don't know why that stuff is intriguing to me either. It's just yeah. like some idiot who, you know, hacked the the stream to the thing, but uh, it, it's really fun. Yeah, yeah, you that know? one was cool. Yeah, nice. I, I like that. Enjoyed. Well yeah. done. Thank you. Okay, now we are to the final question, which is, again, the most important question. Um, what is your favorite movie of all time and why? Oh, it's a tough all one. All time. So, I, I would say, you know how most people say sequels are inferior to the original? Yes. Well, I would say you haven't seen the Twilight series because the second, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so <laughs> yeah. without a doubt at all, it's Pulp Fiction. Oh, That is my okay. all-time favorite film. And, wow. you know, they say, I, I remember hearing one time, the music and movies you watch when you're 14 kind of mm-hmm. stick with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that movie, I, you know, I, I was telling my wife, I've seen it so many times, I can't remember where I saw it for the first time. Wow. Yeah. But most of those films we saw on VHS at my mm-hmm. friend Lynn's house, sitting on an old ratty couch with a floor model color TV. You could barely tell, you know what I mean? At then you thought, this is the best life in movies you'll ever get, right? (laughs) Absolutely. But when I saw that movie, told out of sequence, and I didn't realize that, you know, I mean, I was, what, 14? So the violence, the swearing, Mm -hmm. the story, the subject matter, the the visuals, I just didn't realize that film could be that good. Yeah. And I, you know, I've I've seen, I would say that uh, Inglorious Bastards came really close to recapturing Mm -hmm. that magic. That's his second favorite, my second favorite of his. And then the rest are all kind of okay after that. I yeah, like yeah. Nice. Man, but, Tarantino does some stuff, man, doesn't he? He's, he's, he's unique. He's one of a kind. His dialogue, beyond anything else, you mm-hmm. ask him how he writes good dialogue. And he says, I just put two people in a room and get them talking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I could write dialogue 10% that good, I'd be. Oh, know, my gosh. Yeah. I just, that's, that movie just has sat with me. And I've seen tons of other movies. You know, I've got a top hundred list somewhere, but mm-hmm. that there's nothing better. In my mind, that was the pinnacle of cinema for me. 
Nice, yeah. I mean, this makes me want to Royale with cheese right now. Really like yeah. that. Royale with cheese. Can I have a I, bit of that tasty <laughs> beverage to wash down that big yeah. Kahuna burger? Yeah, I need a Royale with cheese, man. Yeah. You know why they call it a Royale with cheese, right? Uh, I don't know. No, it's the metric system. Oh, the man. <laughs> That's right. That makes sense. Ah. <laughs> Man. No, that's a great, great pick, man. Um, yeah, Tarantino. Yeah, I know that one's like, I have my cousin and stuff like, I think that's his favorite. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just unique. Yeah. It's one of his strongest films for sure. Oh, yeah. It's got to be his strongest Probably his film. best. It's got to oh, be. yeah. I was so disappointed when he followed it up with Jackie Brown. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. But yeah, you know, it just, it really set with us. And we watched it so many times over the years. And I, yeah. you know, I, I it's infinitely quotable. Mm-hmm. And I've introduced my my daughters to it now, mm-hmm. 14-year-old. <laughs> you know? yeah. Some of it anyway. The soundtrack, she Charlotte loves the soundtrack. And mm-hmm. it was just an all-around incredible piece of cinematic masterpiece. Nice. Well, he says he's only making one more movie, right? I know. And That's the plan. I, it. I understand. I, I definitely appreciate that as opposed to, you know, watching... 78 washed up John Travolta direct to video sure. on demand movies, you know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I suppose it's just hard to watch somebody go in their prime and, and stop making films like that. You know what I mean? I don't know. It is. And I, I, I respect him for it. I absolutely sure. do because I don't know if people were throwing, you know, boatloads of money at me. Uh, I don't know yeah. if, uh, actually I was just reminded of the, uh, the recruiting, uh, scene from, um, Signs, remember? He says, uh, Yes. Yeah. When, yeah. <laughs> He's like, Shouldn't you? Yeah, anyway, you know what he says, but yeah. it just reminds me of that. I'm like, When people are <laughs> throwing things at yeah. you that are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Sorry, guys. Beautiful. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Any other, anything else, Cameron? No, for- I think, man, I th- we got a lot of unique answers, like good answers, stuff that kind of was different from what I've heard before. Yeah. So that's why we brought the Canadian on, man. That's why we, uh, that's, why that's what it's it. all about, you know? All the boot is out in the boot, you know. We're gonna go out in the boot. We're gonna have some poutine and uh, hunt us some moose. Oh man, yep. poutine is delicious. As long as you yeah. eat it when it's fresh. If yeah, you eat it when I, it's left over, it's uh, not so good. I went to Canada and I was like eighteen, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? But I, I've wanted it ever since. Again, haven't been back though. So I got to come down your guys's way at some point. Would you guys be yeah. up for doing an in-person interview sometime? Absolutely, man. Yeah, that'd be great. You just let us know. We'll figure I it out. It might not be till next year, but I'm uh, okay. I'm doing the whole, yeah, I'm all over the place, so it'll be fun. Sweet. Yeah. No, we are game. Yeah. You're welcome in the studio at any time. Yeah. I sure. would, oh, that would, really? Oh, my yeah, goodness. Absolutely. Do I have to have a blindfold and a non-disclosure agreement? Obviously. Yeah. Okay, I assumed. Yeah, that's <laughs> how we do things up here, so I just figured it was just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, man, one thank you cool so much. One more thing. Can I tell yeah. you one more cool thing? Um, For sure. The other day, I'm here in Edmonton, so three hours away from home. I found the old civil defense uh, bomb shelter here. Oh, so nice. It's, uh, it's, all you can see is above ground, and it's all locked off, but I got some video and stuff, but it's still there. So anyway, I knew so you guys. kind of cool. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you need to post that up. I'd love to see that. I will. I, I just haven't, my lazy butt hasn't edited it up yet. I haven't but got I will. to it. You'll yeah. see it. I, I want to go, I'm just going to go sit there and do a live episode sometime and everybody yeah. will walk by and what the hell is that dude doing? <laughs> what is anyway. going on? Yeah. That, that stuff is so interesting, man. Yeah, it, it is. is. I'd love yeah. to see all the different ones in each yeah. town. So cool, cool. So cool. Thanks, Tim. We appreciate you coming on. Again, tell, tell everybody listening where they can find you. Sure. I'm the easiest way is YouTube. If you search Toolman Tim on YouTube, you'll find me. I got the oh, workshop sweet. podcast. I, my goodness, it's only been workshop radio for a hundred episodes now. I rebranded <laughs> to workshop radio. Yeah. And uh, we just call it the, you know, the soundtrack to getting shit done. 
So nice. that's what we are. That's who we are. That's what I do. I try to empower people. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of talking on entrepreneurship and finding freedom through it. And of course, prepping and preparedness. And I've also been doing this really cool series on the history of modern preparedness, where we go back and we do a, a deep dive into a decade, talk about the the thought, you know, the thought leaders and it influencers mm. of yeah. that decade and the, you know, so come and find me. And if you, if you're tired of listening to Cam and Colby, or you've got your failure all the way up to their latest episode and you want to fill your ear holes with me, feel free. Nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sloppy seconds with Tim. That's how we do it. All right. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, yeah. Anytime brothers. All right. Stay survived.